0: On today's episode, we talked about what our dream jobs were as kids and why they did or didn't work out.
1: Also, on today's episode, we discussed professional video games and race car drivers and whether they're truly athletes and if what they're doing is actually considered a sport.
0: And towards the end of the podcast, we introduced a new segment that we hope you guys will enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm Ben. And I'm Wolf.
1: And welcome to this podcast has no name. That's the podcast that doesn't have a name. Enjoy. What?
0: Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate?
1: Obama. I would have voted for him for a third term if I could have. I'm just going to light my candles here. I'm, I'm down for a lit-ass candle-smelling candles? session while we pod. Yeah. Are they marijuana candles? What is that even? Is that even? That's not even. But what? What? <laughs> Did I just blow
0: your mind or what?
1: <laughs> no, I just i can't imagine that you'd suggest Just here to interrupt and say that if you haven't already followed us on your platform of choice, you better get on that quick. Follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever's easiest. We're on there. Check us out.
0: All right, so here's a question, Ben. Everybody had a dream job when they were a kid, right? Everyone had an idea in their mind of what they wanted to be, whether it was an astronaut or a policeman or... Maybe even president of the United States, right? Or
1: porn star. Could be porn star. But yeah, I get. Yeah.
0: Are are you you just trying to openly sabotage me or what?
1: Uh, No. Uh, I'm just trying to contribute to this conversation and add some different open minded views. Even though you're going to have to edit that out? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have to say, I went through a few phases. A few phases. Um, when I was probably like I don't know, young middle, not not middle school, uh, like preschool age, um, I'd have to say like the biggest ones were like the the, the more common like firefighter, police officer, not knowing I'd be putting my life on the line every day, you know, because it's like naive kid shit, but uh, for a while, like, but p- probably up till I was like twelve, from like five to twelve, I thought I was gonna be a teacher, and like, that's cool and all, but like so um, when I was a kid I wanted to be a teacher and then I realized that you know kids are annoying and they kind of suck so and they stink that too so I decided I wasn't going to be a teacher and ever since then I've like had an interest in uh, business and like c- computer programming and like you know the nerdy stuff like film and stuff like that stuff that doesn't pay the bills usually that's the stuff I'm into that's like the, the that was the dream job and I have to say like I mean it still kind of applies still the sort of same things I wanted to do since I was like a a we won at like eleven or twelve, so that was the dream
0: um I mean it's pretty stereotypically Canadian, but uh when I was a kid, well, first of all, when I was a kid, I don't remember this, but my mom would tell me that apparently when I was a kid, there were two things I would say I wanted to do when I grew up. I either wanted to be a professional wrestler or a lumberjack. <laughs> this is when I was like really young, like in kindergarten, I think, and I don't but remember why saying a it, but. I don't know. I really don't... I don't remember saying it. Apparently I said it, but uh, I really can't think of why I would have wanted to be a lumberjack. Um, but then when I got a little older, I uh, back to the stereotypically Canadian thing, I wanted to be a hockey player, as a lot of Canadian kids grow up wanting to be, and uh, just kind of came at a point in time growing up playing hockey that I knew I wasn't going to be good enough to make it as a professional which uh when i was a little older i shifted my interest to baseball and decided i wanted to try that uh and same thing just wasn't good enough to play at a high level and so uh just kind of fizzled out and nothing really ever came of it but when i was growing up that was what i wanted to do
1: what's the dream job now
0: it's hard to say, to be honest, because, uh, I didn't really have a plan B when I was younger. Like I, when I was a kid, I just had very like tunnel vision and was like, nobody could tell me otherwise that I wasn't going to do it. So I just kept thinking I was going to do it. And then till one day, finally, the realization set in, like, you're not that good at this. You're not going to be able to do it professionally. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? Cause my entire life has just been me convinced that I'm going to do this. And then finally it's put in front of me, you're not going to do this. And now I can't, I've had a hard time letting go of it. So, uh, I don't know what the dream is.
1: Why not become a ref? They get their fair share of heckling. I've,
0: I, I don't, I've been a ref for six years and I, uh, don't want to do it ever again, to be honest. Fair enough. Why not become a coach? Uh, I do coach, uh, volunteer coach a team, uh, at the community center a couple blocks from my house, which has been fun, but, uh. Not really a high level or anything And I don't know if I'd uh, I don't know, I just never thought of myself as a coach So that could be something to Look into, but At the same juncture, I I just don't think I'm going to end up Working uh, in sports Because
1: that's one thing I could see you doing, personally If someone who Claims to know you, at least I could see, like, even if it wasn't like A a hands-on, direct role Like, you know, like, you could be like the ice Ice preparation guy or some, something like that <laughs> uh that was a weak attempt at making something for you but um i don't know like why Why not why not like even like i don't know you could be an announcer now that you've got all this experience in and announcing and talk shows and stuff with this podcast that's so successful and does so well
0: yeah five episodes through and our last uh episode on soundcloud got a grand total of 12 listeners so uh yeah, I mean, we're, we're rolling in it already. I mean, I couldn't tell you how much money I've made from doing this podcast so
1: far. Uh, so, um, I have to say, though, with, like, the whole concept of dream jobs, I know lots of people who, like, they know what they want to do, but they just don't – they're too afraid to do it. Like, they're worried about what if they fail. But you know what's fucking weird? These people who are afraid to do this thing because it's slightly higher risk or maybe even same risk but requires like changing job fields or something. They're hesitant to move to a new career even if it might be better th- they're afraid and I, I don't get that. Like, I don't know if you know if you've heard of that but I feel like I see it relatively regularly where people are afraid
0: no i think what uh what can happen is is a lot of times if people end up changing careers like some people might already be established in their field a little bit and if they decide they want to change a lot of times what that can mean like if you're a few years down the road and you're you know making a pretty good salary and making a pretty good rank and everything if you want to change positions that can mean going down to an entry level position which can mean a pay cut which can mean you know you're a lower rank now and you have to answer to more people and a lot of people just don't want to deal with the pay cut and having to work their way back up again even if it might mean they'll be happier
1: fair enough fair enough so i guess i I have to ask you this if you were to make thirty thousand dollars a year doing something you loved would you rather do that or make sixty thousand dollars a year doing something decent that you kind of enjoy but not really or would you rather uh, make $5 million a year and absolutely hate your job?
0: The, uh, the romantic in me wants to say I would take the 30000 and do something I love. But in actuality, uh, I would take the $5 million and hate my job every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Because that's just how I'm wired.
1: You know, honestly, I feel like uh, I'd do the middle option. Because I feel like in the field I'm in, I feel like it's something I enjoy, but it's not something I feel like I've always wanted to do forever and ever and ever. It's, uh, so, I mean, I I feel like a middle, middle pay grade type of thing would be something I'd settle for. Because, in all honesty, if I were to make more than, like, ever, and I've thought about this many times, if I were to make more than a certain amount, I think I would probably just put it all into savings or invest it into something. Because I just, I don't see myself having a need or a use for $5 million a year, personally.
0: No, but then to come at that from a different angle, if if you're making $5 million a year and you, I mean, you can live on way less than that. There's people who, you can obviously live off of sixty or even $30,000 a year. It'd be more difficult, but you can. But if you're uh, making $5 million a year and you're only living off of, say, 50000 of that $5 million a year, that's, you know... All that money you're putting into the bank can be, if you have kids, that can go toward their schooling, that can go towards your kids' uh, inheritance. You can, you know, that can be passed on through your family and make life easier for the next generation if you're having kids.
1: That's a different take on it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So I can understand why the uh, the romantic choice where you do something you love and you don't make a lot of money doesn't work. And there's one guy I always watch and he always says to do something you love even if it means taking a pay cut. But the reality of the matter is, is that when you're speaking at that from a point of view of someone who is very successful in what they do, it's mm-hmm. really easy to say I would do this for $30,000 a year. But if he were to do it and he truly did it, I don't think he'd have the same... The same opinion if you're making 30 versus if you're making the the 1.5 mil that he is now you know like it's it's easy for someone to say when they're not in that position i guess so that's something that's rarely considered i think
0: yeah i think it's all about a sense of perspective like i probably don't want to listen to a guy who's worth triple what i'll be worth in my lifetime tell me to follow my dreams when he's you know making that kind of money and i'm not right it doesn't right it doesn't really i can't relate to that you know
1: yeah i know what you mean i guess it's how it goes the the one percent dictates pretty much what they what they've experienced and the surefire way to get success despite or regardless i guess of what uh what is truly and will be the case and the other thing to consider is that um what makes one person successful will hardly ever make another person successful so even if i were to be humble and make thirty thousand dollars a year will i have success in what i'm doing still maybe who knows and maybe being humble will make me my millions for example if you know what i mean like you, you take that pay cut and you make less money but it ends up making you more money in the end type of thing but the reality of the matter is is that if someone did that once and they say that's the one way to do it there's no one way to do it so I think that's probably another reason why he would do that this this one particular guy and he's is, is an example I guess but uh, I guess the way I'm trying to ask this is that um, for the longest time I worked at uh, the one and only favorite uh, grocery chain in Canada as generally speaking as I can be. Um, I was there for six months and I, I didn't really enjoy it. But a position through family had opened up. Um, a position had opened up that I, through someone I knew and I took that and it was something I would have never expected myself to do. And I didn't think I would like it for the first week. I thought for the first month that I was probably not going to stay. In two and a half years, I'm still there. So is there anything that you can think of uh off the top of your head that would be something really out there as a position that you wouldn't uh wouldn't think you would work in but you might consider if it was offered to you like you probably wouldn't apply there but if you were offered a job you might work there that
0: is a good question um honestly i can't think of anything so uh, i mean that was a good question and everything but i just have nothing to
1: would you be a server or a waiter
0: no just because i don't like um Like, I refereed hockey for six years, and the reason I don't want to do it anymore is I got tired of people yelling at me all the time and getting yelled at. I don't think I'd deal well, like, if a customer were to, like, complain about something or send something back or, you know, get upset with me, which I've seen happen. Fair enough. Like, I was in a... a little while ago, I was in a a Subway uh, sandwich shop, and this woman was... uh, Like, it was, um, I think, just before, like, the hours of dinner time and, like, the the sub, I walked in and there was only one girl working behind the counter. And I guess another one had just come in for her shift because she hadn't even put. Right. So, like, I go in and there's one girl working and and another one had just come in for her shift. So, like, she was in the process of putting her hair back and, like, putting it under the hairnet. And this woman at the counter was, like that was paying was complaining about how long it was taking and was like chewing out the the girl that was putting up her hair that had just come in for her shift and like to the point where the girl actually came up and like uh rang her through the cash register and everything without having having even finished putting her hair up and like you could tell it looked like uh, she looked really bothered by it and I almost wanted to say something to the woman but I didn't uh and look looking back I wish I I wish I would have, but, uh, you know, that th- that stuff kind of just bothers me because I don't, you know, like I always try to talk to people the way I would want them to talk to me, and I don't think it's fair to, you know, berate somebody who's making minimum wage to make you a sandwich when it's taking too long. Like, who are you that you have so many places to be that you can't wait another 90 seconds for your sandwich?
1: You know, that's the sad thing is that that's retail, man. That's that's serving. That's retail. That's yep. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> Opinion time. What do you think? Is NASCAR and other types of racing is that is that a sport?
0: Um, well, the thing I think about, like I think when I think of a sport, I think of competing against like people competing against people. So in that sense, I think NASCAR and auto racing in general can be considered a sport because I mean you've got however many cars that are racing against each other to be the fastest around the track so i think in terms of competition as a form of sport then yeah it's a sport but are nascar drivers themselves actually athletes i don't know i think they have to be very skilled drivers but i don't know if being a very skilled driver makes you an athlete or
1: not okay so i guess a comparison then um you say it it would be a sport but uh questionable in the sense of athletes uh video games. There's lots of competitions now. Um like League of Legends, Fortnite, all those sorts of competitions where people um like it's considered a sport, esports, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I guess in the same sense also a sport, but the competitors perhaps not athletes or what do you think on that?
0: Let me start by saying the fact that professional video gaming is a thing now, I think is really cool. Because, I mean, as a kid, I think we were all told at some point that, you know, for anybody who played video games growing up, that they were wasting their time with it. You know, they should be out doing something else. So the guys that didn't listen to that are now making a lot of money playing professional video games in arenas where people actually come and watch other people play video games. So I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool that that's a thing now. Are the people competing actually athletes? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to... Like video games are a lot about reaction time and there are, I mean, a lot about high performance. And I think the same can be said about NASCAR drivers that they have to be, you know, they have to mentally be performing at a high, um, performing at a high rate and they have to be reacting and everything. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up around team sports and, you know, grew up a hockey and a baseball and a football fan. So that's what my vision of what a sport should look like is people moving around on a field or on ice or whatever so guys sitting in a chair playing video games or sitting in a chair driving a car just doesn't seem like athletic activity to me
1: fair enough fair enough i have to say um i, I kind of agree with that i mean in terms of athletic activity it's um negotiable but i don't know if necessarily that the people are arguing that it, they're athletic athletes in the in the land of motorsports, i'd say to a certain extent knowing what goes into it from uh, an inside point of view i guess you could say um you definitely are doing lots of heavy lifting and lots of running uh to go and make sure you're there when you need to be there for tire changes stuff like that all that important shit, right but that's very minimal in comparison to the amount of time outside like you look at a hockey player and that person's training for the 6 days a week out of the 7 where they may only be playing once a week if you know what I mean Like that's a poor example because they don't play that often, that regularly but um, I think it's, it's uh, a bit different because they'll be working hard on that one day but hardly will they be training outside of that one day so I don't know about the athlete but I know that there is some sort of athleticism I guess but I wouldn't say it's enough to really consider them athletes Sportsman-like, yes, I could see, so mm, the sport I can understand. Sport is a very loose term to begin with, though, so I could see them both as being sports, but yeah, I agree with you, they're not really athletes. I can't see them being in any way really described as athletes, unless, you know, they work out and train and, you know, that. However, what is the definition of an athlete? That's a good question, actually. Should I look it up? I'm having a look now. Ooh. Ooh. A person who is proficient in sports and other forms of physical exercise. Okay. So.
0: Well, that's interesting. I'd say
1: no, they're not.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting then. Um, That would mean bodybuilders are are athletes. And I agree with that. Bodybuilders are athletes because they have to train for a long time and have tremendous discipline to keep working at it until they can lift really heavy weights. Um, So that means... You know, they're they're in the gym usually seven days a week, sometimes twice a day, and have very strict diets and basically work their lives around it. I'm sure uh, professional race car drivers have to work their lives around driving cars as well. Like, the thing is, I don't get how, I don't understand how drivers, how people become NASCAR drivers. Like, how do you start racing? Like, for hockey, you, you know, you play as a kid and you work your way up and then you play like a, you Try out for higher levels and work your way up like that. Like racing, there's no like Sunday league for auto racing. You know, there's no wreck Sunday or you know what I mean. There's
1: no well, not when you're like not when you're like eight though. Go kart racing?
0: Not really the same thing, is it?
1: Eh, not really. It can get you noticed though if you're really good, I guess. But it's not not quite the same. The thing is though is that a lot of it isn't to do with. Uh, athleticism, a lot of it has to do with money. If you can buy the car and you can get the sponsorships, then you're good. If you know people, you're good. If you don't know people, you're pretty much screwed. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that actually would hardly even be considered athleticism because it's kind of buying your way in. If I could go in and pay my way into hockey, I'd be playing for the fucking best team in the league, the St. Louis Blues, right now. How much do you want to punch me right now? Well uh let's just not get into it shall we fair enough so uh (laughs) did you play sports ever yeah
0: i played uh played hockey uh baseball and football growing up
1: you know i say that knowing that literally like 10 minutes ago we were discussing how you played sports but uh any like high school sports or anything like i played high school football for for one year do you want to hear my badminton story
0: my head says no but uh out of curiosity yes
1: all right so taking it back to 2012 i was just a young lad 14 years of age in ninth grade all i wanted to do was press a girl so i went to the badminton tryouts and i got blindsided for fuck's sakes i was blindsided hard you want to know what happened i'll tell you what happened i'm glad you're engaged and interested so i was supposed to be on a team with her she messaged me on like facebook chat or whatever the night before it was like yeah we'll be on the same team together it's like a duo right it was like two people doubles that's what it's called and uh She totally blindsided me and went with some other dude. And uh, the entire reason why I was even at those tryouts was just, just for her. And um, so I ended up, fuck, I got put on a fucking duo with this dude who I was really good friends with because he didn't know anybody else other than me at those tryouts. So it was me and him, and he was really fucking good at badminton. And it was probably the worst, uh, like, three months of my life and eventually we didn't even get to compete we got cut because that was so bad and he was so good and he was so pissed off at me and uh, i remember a few years later we were looking back on it and he's like damn dude i was pretty intense and harsh on you and i was like yeah yeah i'm never playing badminton again especially not with you and uh yeah so never ever ever play a sport to impress a girl because it will always go wrong and i learned that lesson young
0: I have a. It's funny when you were uh, telling that story, I thought of uh, my own impressing, trying to impress girls story was uh, when I was in grade 8. Do you remember? Uh, did you ever play a game in school called Benchball Dodgeball?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Basically, if anybody hasn't played it, basically the, the object of the game is. Um, You're not trying to hit people on the other team. Like, if you hit somebody, they're not out. The whole point is you start each game, there's a bench on the other team's side of the court, and you have to throw a ball to your teammate who's on the bench and catch it. And then when they catch it, you get to go stand on the bench. And the object of the game is to get everybody from your side onto the bench on the other side. So I remember.
1: Remember that, actually. I do remember that. Yeah.
0: Like, I remember one time we played it, and, like, I don't know about you, but whenever we were doing something in class, the guys always wanted to do guys versus girls. Yep. So like right away they're like, "Yeah, we're playing bench ball, dodge ball, and right away everybody, every guy in my class, was like guys versus girls, and they let us do it that day. So the first game, the guys like absolutely destroyed the girls, <laughs> and they did it. They uh, ran it back again, but they put, they did guys versus girls again, but they put me and one other guy on the girls team. Uh, to try and, like, make it more fair. And I went... I I went absolutely full-out, like, professional dodgeball player in this and basically single-handedly won the game for the girls' team because I thought it would make me look cool. But, like, I literally remember... I remember, like, going to try and throw a ball and somebody on the guy's team threw it to try and get on the bench and I did, like, a baseball hook slide and threw my ball and knocked it out of the air... Like, I was, I, was, I, I was so locked in, and I could hear the guys heckling me on the other side because they knew what I was doing, but I remember, like, when I finally won the game, I was, like, fist pumping, sweat pouring down my face, and I, they were like, you're such a try-hard loser, and, I'm like, <laughs> afterward, I'm like, yeah, I probably am, I felt pretty cool when I did it. It's fucking hilarious. They're like, man, if there was a professional benchball league, you'd be the First overall pick every time. I'm like,
1: yeah, because I just fall on like ham. I don't know if you remember. But there's a movie that's like literally based around the concept of like a professional dodgeball league or something.
0: Yeah, wasn't it Vince Vaughn?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Isn't it called like, dodgeball? It. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like this picture in my head of you doing that slide. I'm like just these like <laughs> arrows showing up on the screen, and it's like fucking like some action movie <laughs> like,
0: oh, I know, I could, like, even when I did it like I slid and threw my ball like backwards mind you it was already over my head and when I knocked the ball out of the air I was like holy shit I just did that like I couldn't even believe that I did that it's
1: like you're but watching was, like, a movie and you don't even know what's happening I was
0: so locked in it wasn't even funny that's fucking hilarious <laughs> I really wish there was footage of it so that I could see how dumb I looked <laughs> or how hard I was going oh like broadcast footage and like somebody commentating
1: and he steals the shot <laughs>
0: like i just first star of the game like for sure first and only star of the game and you know what the worst part is what's that it didn't make me any more popular with the girls
1: that's how she works though that's how it exactly. goes <laughs> exactly exactly it's just some badass shit and they're like oh i'm so sorry for you you guys lost i'm gonna love you now it's like you ain't even a hero <laughs> Alright folks, buckle up those seatbelts. we got some new shit coming and you're not going to believe it. New segment, new segment. We're going to be doing recommendations. Every week we're going to recommend something, be it a book, movie, even I guess like a beer or other forms of things you may or may not enjoy. We're going to recommend them and we're going to start off this week with uh, one recommendation from me and one recommendation from Wolf and take it away Wolf.
0: All right, well, uh, this past week I went to uh, a concert. I went and watched uh, Godsmack here in Winnipeg, so my recommendation is going to be the new Godsmack album, which is called When Legends Rise. And uh, I was never a big fan of Godsmack before. I mean, I knew who they were and knew some of their music. But uh, when I listened to this album, just the, the whole album, honestly, was really good and really impressed me. And they had a really impressive stage show here the other night. So, uh, yeah, When Legends Rise, Godsmack. Check it
1: out. I would make my recommendation a recommendation, but the likelihood is is that I don't even need to recommend it for you to see it. You've all heard of it. You all know what it is. Avengers Endgame. It's a movie, if you are unaware. Um, I went and saw it last week. I have to say, it was a solid uh, 7 or 8 out of 10 coming from someone who hasn't really religiously watched any of the Marvel movies. Not really a huge fan but uh, I enjoyed it. It was enough to sit through. There was a couple good jokes. Some of the jokes were a little bit out there to the point that it was like... uh, Awkward and didn't really make much sense, but I'd say that uh, they were they were kind of cool. Uh, and overall, it was a good movie. Um, I won't spoil anything, but definitely go and check it out. Get it to number one in the box office. Let's see how uh, how many more days it can take. Right on. All right. Okay, so uh, intro, let's talk outro. about this intro. Let's talk about this intro for a second. So, uh, I think what we should do. Is um, every episode? My thought is, is we're gonna have a, like some sort of a jingle, like a song or whatever, um, <laughs> and then we'll talk about what we talked about that day. Then there'll be a transition, and then we'll say, "Hey, everyone, welcome to the podcast." Whatever, all that. I'm Ben. I'm Wolf. That that jazz, right? Right. And then transition into the topics because it makes more sense to me to captivate them with that. So, I think we should record the uh, intro, the preview, as I guess we'll call it. Uh, We should record the outro. We should record a segment saying um, the social media, and we should record a segment about the platforms we're on, just so we can use all of that. I have some potential scripts written out that I can run by, but I think we'll start with the intro, just do it the way we usually do, and then we'll do the preview, and then we'll do the outro. And Oh, uh, I was also gonna say, um, I don't think we need to summarize for the outro. I think at that point we should just say, um, thanks for watching, uh, follow me here, and then your social media, the podcast, and then say, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, instead of, I think I said earlier we shouldn't do social media, I meant to say we shouldn't do the, rev- uh, the preview. Again, because okay. they already know what they watched. That makes sense? hmm Do you agree? Do you disagree? Well, we can try it and see how it flows. Cool. Okay, so let's uh, let's do the intro. Um, so I usually, say I think it's me that starts, right? Usually.
0: Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want to follow me, you can. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at CaptainCrunch with a K7. That's CaptainCrunch7.
1: Feel free to follow me as well. Search up The Ben Collective on Facebook and you should be able to find everything from there
0: if you want to follow the podcast on twitter you can it's at no name underscore pod that's the best place to keep up with what we're doing
1: and when new episodes are coming out hope to see you guys all back here next week on the platform of your choice see you